Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, I pray that as we read this chapter, we would consider our goals and the things that we do in life. I pray that we would have the right goals, that we would desire to see good in other people, in ourselves, that we would not just be doing what we can do without breaking some rule, but that we would do what really accomplishes good. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. For I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all went through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. But God was not pleased with the majority of them, for they were struck down in the desert. Now these things happened as examples for us, so that we should not be desirers of evil things, just as those also desired them, and not become idolaters as some of them did, just as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink, and stood up to play nor commit sexual immorality as some of them committed sexual immorality, and twenty-three thousand fell in one day, nor put Christ to the test as some of them tested him and were destroyed by snakes, nor grumble just as some of them grumbled and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happen to those people as an example, but are written for our instruction on whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, The one who thinks that he stands must watch out lest he fall. Temptation has not come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful, who will not permit you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will also make a way out together with the temptation, so that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I am speaking as to sensible people. You judge what I am saying. The cup of blessing which we bless... Is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all share from the one bread. Consider Israel according to the flesh. Are not the ones who eat the sacrifices sharers in the altar? Therefore, what am I saying? That food sacrificed to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No, but the things which they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to become sharers with demons. You are not able to drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You are not able to share the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or are we attempting to provoke the Lord to jealousy? We are not stronger than he is, are we? All things are permitted but not all things are profitable. All things are permitted, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of the other. Eat everything that is sold in the meat market, asking no questions for the sake of the conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and its fullness. If any of the unbelievers invites you and you want to go, eat everything that is set before you, asking no questions for the sake of the conscience. But if someone says to you, This is offered to idols, do not eat it. 
for the sake of that one who informed you and the conscience. Now I am not speaking about your own conscience, but the conscience of the other person. For why is my freedom judged by another's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I slandered concerning that for which I give thanks? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all things for the glory of God. Give no offense, both to Jews and to Greeks, and to the church of God, just as I also please all people in all things, not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of the many, in order that they may be saved. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Starting in chapter 8, Paul has been addressing a question that the Corinthians asked about eating food sacrificed to idols. Chapter 9 seemed to be an aside, but Paul was using himself as an example of not doing things that he had a right to do. We can guess that the question that the Corinthians asked was something like, Since an idol isn't really anything, wouldn't it be okay to eat food sacrificed to idols? Paul's main point has been instead of basing our actions on what is technically legal, we should base our decisions on what would be best for other people. Now, in chapter 10, Paul uses the example of the Israelites when they were wandering in the wilderness. He shows how they were parallel to New Testament Christians because they were baptized when they crossed the Red Sea and they ate spiritual food, which is similar to the Lord's Supper or communion. But Paul says that God was not pleased with most of them because they were worshiping idols, being sexually immoral, and grumbling. So Paul says, stay away from idols in order to be pleasing to God. He says that taking the bread and the cup in remembrance of Jesus is a sharing or having things in common with Jesus. You can see the word common in the word communion. So he says we wouldn't want to have anything in common with idols, which are really worshiping demons. Verse 23, all things are permitted, but not all things are profitable. All things are permitted, but not all things build up. This is almost the same as in chapter 6, verse 12, when Paul was talking about sexual immorality. Really, idol worship and sexual immorality were very closely tied together. Often the worship of idols involved sexual immorality. And both of these questions from the Corinthians were similar. They wanted to know what they could technically do. And Paul is trying to get them to think about what is best, best for other people. So Paul wraps it up with a specific application. He says... Eat any food, and don't worry about it, if it was sacrificed to an idol or not. But if someone specifically tells you that it was sacrificed to an idol, don't eat it, so that they don't think you are participating in idol worship, because we're trying to benefit them, and they would consider it idol worship. And now for a deeper dive. For most of us, meat sacrificed to an idol is not an issue, because we've never run across such meat in our lives. But... I did talk to a man who preached in Africa very recently who had this very thing happen to him, so this passage was directly relevant. But for most of us, we will need to think a little harder to apply this chapter to how we live our lives. Are we concerned with what is technically legal or with what is most helpful to people around us? It may not be technically sinful for us to go into a particular place of business, but what will other people think when they see us going in there? Will we be encouraging other people to participate in something sinful? Let me apply this to gambling. The Bible doesn't specifically say, Thou shalt not gamble. So, 
technically, I can buy lottery tickets, right? What is the goal of buying lottery tickets? Well, for most people, the goal is to take the money of everyone else buying lottery tickets without working for that money. Is that loving? Well, for most people, they never get the chance, so they lose a lot more on lottery tickets than they win. You could say it is entertainment, but being entertained by what? By greed? And coveting what God has given to someone else? There are so many other applications for us. So, do I care about what is permitted or what is profitable? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.